Welcome to episode 52 of Therese Talk. I'm your host, Therese Main. By day, I co-host a morning radio show on a network in New York and Pennsylvania. By night, I'm a podcaster. If you're a woman like me who loves Jesus and just wants to serve her family and community a little bit better, you're in the right place. If you would, take a moment right now and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Christmas is all about Jesus and his birth, but he isn't the only person present for the entire account. Marina Hoffman is an author, biblical scholar, and speaker, and she teaches at Palm Beach Atlantic University. She authors small group Bible studies like Women in the Bible, and she's here with us to share some about Mary during the Christmas account. Thanks for taking time to share your teaching. Thank you. Well, we read all about her in the account of Christ's birth. There are so many songs about her, and we certainly have seen artwork of Mary, the mother of Jesus, and she really is idealized in our society, wouldn't you say? Yes, that's exactly my perception. I always picture her with a halo. And also I picture her with a perfect baby and not just a baby. Later on, we see toddlers and they're always sitting so poised and silent. And Therese, my three-year-old is a wild child. So (laughs) I look at these pictures of Mary and feel like it could not be more distant from the reality of my life. And we know that Jesus was perfect in all ways as a man, but there was nothing about his mother or his siblings or his father or his neighbors that was ever called perfect in the Bible. Oh, if I could ask one question of anyone, it would be, Mary, did Jesus ever have temper tantrums and how did you deal with it? That's the advice I need, Therese. He certainly didn't have perfect parenting. And so there are a lot of things that we can relate to in her story. First of all, the idea of just being afraid because when you find out that as an unwed teenager, you're going to become pregnant That has to be terrifying. And I think of the situation she was in when it happened. She had ideas of her future, dreams for her future, a sense of what she wanted to do and what her life would look like. And everything changes so dramatic. Sure, every thought that she had had of her future, none of it would be because as the mother of God, her whole destiny had changed. So I think in so many ways, we can relate to that moment where life changes, our dreams are not going to be as we thought. And we have to say this call of God on our lives, are we going to follow it? Or are we going to do our own thing? And for Mary, following it was going to be a lifelong commitment. There are times where God sends us on a drastically different plan than we had imagined. And we do stop sometimes and have to mourn the dream, you know, this idea of this is what I had planned and it's not what's going to happen. How can we do that and still go forth with what God has for us? Well, I think having a bigger picture to know that in our humanity, we might think something will be just right for us. But how wonderful that our Heavenly Father, that God knows what is best for our life. And even if it's not what we thought would be best, it will be filled with meaning and purpose and life and joy. So I think like many things in life, it comes down to trusting God. Do we trust God with our life? Can we trust God with our future as uncertain as it may seem? 
was very clear to Mary what her future was with God. I mean, you can't deny an, an appearance by an angel. We don't all have that same abrupt notification of this is what God is going to do with your life. So how do we know what our calling is? Some of us are blessed with those moments where God speaks powerfully or maybe sets a dream in our heart that is a vision really for our life and our calling in our ministry. But even in those cases, I think it all comes down to how we live our day to day, because no matter what calling we have, even Mary, right? Raising Jesus. How was that accomplished? Mary accomplished the call of God literally day by day, moment by moment, as she parented Jesus in a thousand small actions and words. And the beauty of seeing our calling as wrapped up in the day to day is that, Therese, that's something we can all do. There's a simplicity to waking up in the morning and saying, God, the people you bring into my life today and the events that are presented on my path today, I will give you obedience and faithfulness and I will do all I can to speak words of life to others, to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to reflect Jesus in my words and actions. If all we do is every day of our life, bring Christ to those around us, I am sure we will have fulfilled God's calling in a most incredible way. The angel says, for no word from God will ever fail. And what a promise to us, all the things that God promises, his love upon us, his presence in our life, that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that the Holy Spirit will be with us, that we can trust God entirely. No word from God will ever fail. And I think that is a line to remember every day of our life and to say, today, I'm going to remind myself of the promises of God and that they will never fail no matter what what this day brings. Those big moments that God has for us don't just happen. There is a, a, an act of faith that happens on our behalf ahead of time. I mean, God expects us to take kind of the baby steps to get us to where we need to be so that he can accomplish what he wants to in our lives. Oh, yes. I think it's a gift from God if it takes a long time to see the fullness of God's plan carried out in our life. Because in that time and in those years of waiting, God is developing our character. He's developing our skills and ability. And when that opportunity comes, we will be much better prepared. And I think of so many people, even in scripture, where God did something immediate and wonderful. Look at this story maybe of Gideon, right? So many times God does a great act and it's all about the Lord. And yet it takes a half second, Therese, for those people to make it all about themselves and pride is born. And I think sometimes when God fulfills a calling and a dream in our life over time, in those moments of waiting and maybe those years of waiting, we become humble and we truly realize that the situation we face is only possible with God. And in that humility, God is much more glorified than if we take a path of pride and thinking that we've accomplished it on our own. I think it's interesting that we don't know a lot of those baby steps that Mary took to get to this point where God chose her to carry the Christ child. You know, we don't see years of study and years of making choices for the Lord. We don't see much of that. I wonder why God doesn't give us all that background to kind of encourage us that sometimes there is 
a long time of nothing before God does something truly amazing. What kind of person was Mary? That is a question I have wondered many times. And of course, I want to be that kind of person, but we don't have much. But Therese, I think we can come down to some principles of Mary that we see in so many other people in scripture. One is a willingness. And we see that when the angel comes, Mary is immediately willing to follow God's plan and to make that lifelong commitment and humility and a sense of obedience. And if that's all we know about Mary, her humility, her righteousness, her obedience, her humility, if that's all we know, it's something we can definitely reflect in our own lives. And if we are that willing and obedient person, and if we can stay humble, imagine all that God can do through us. Mary has this call to bear Christ, and the angel says to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Tell us about the role of the Holy Spirit. And in the last episode, we talked some about the Holy Spirit in Elizabeth's life. The Holy Spirit in the nativity story makes everything possible. All these miracles that we see happen because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And Therese, what an encouragement to all of us because that same Holy Spirit is working today, is working in our lives and is making a way forward for us to to move forward, even when we feel like we don't see the way, we don't think it's possible, how incredible that we don't need to rely on ourselves. We can turn to the Holy Spirit who is always with us and is truly able to bring Jesus Christ to the world and later to raise Christ from the dead. That is a foundation in my life, Therese, no matter how I feel, whether I feel strong in the morning or whether I just feel weak and useless. I don't need to rely on myself. I have the power of the Holy Spirit within me. We have this account in the Gospel of Luke where a woman calls Mary blessed, and Jesus replies back and says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Now, he's not reducing Mary's value, but what is he saying? Oh, so true. A lot of people think Jesus is being disrespectful to his mother, but I see this response of Jesus as an invitation to all of us to enter into the great blessedness that was upon Mary. Jesus replies, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. And indeed, Mary was greatly blessed. But now Jesus tells all of us that if we too, like Mary, will hear the word of God and obey it, we will enter into that blessing that was upon Mary. And I find it deeply encouraging and a reminder that God desires a willing and obedient heart. Again, something we can all offer to God and something God will use for his glory and for us that we will live a life of blessedness and favor of God. It's a great reminder that Mary wasn't just randomly chosen, that God chose her because of her love for the word and her obedience to the word, that that is how she gained favor with God. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. So inspiring to know that you can be a person that knows God, that loves God, and in a moment, God can come and change your life, maybe in hard ways, but also in wonderful ways to do something incredible. And, you know, I think, again, we think, but Jesus is never going to come back down to earth. So how can we ever connect to Mary? But, you know, Therese, Mary's call was to bear Christ. And again, I think that's something we're all doing, not literally, but in our words and our actions, bringing Christ to those around us. And just like any mother now, it wasn't 
that she was just present at the birth of Christ and that's it. We see Mary throughout the life of Christ and in his ministry, his first miracle. Yes, we find Mary at the wedding in Cana. Then we find her throughout the Gospels. We see her at the death of Christ in that heart-wrenching scene watching her son die, the worst death of all, but then the resurrection of Christ. And I think when Jesus has ascended, surely we can all say, well done, good and faithful servant, Mary. You've done everything the angel asked of you. You are finished. And yet we see Mary come again, waiting in the upper room, waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. And she's ready and willing, even after she's fulfilled the angel's call completely to continue to bring the message and the ministry of Jesus Christ to the new world, to go beyond Jerusalem and to really establish the early church. So One of Mary's beautiful qualities is that she demonstrates lifelong faithfulness to the call of God. And I think we can say even above and beyond what the angel asks of her. You can connect with Marina and her teaching on the show notes of this episode. If you enjoyed Therese Talk, be sure to subscribe and look for the next episode on Tuesday morning. If you really loved it, consider making a gift to Family Life, the ministry this podcast is a part of. Just go to familylife.com org and find out more about what we do. Did you know Family Life offers a variety of podcasts from news to kids to faith? You'll find a favorite on demand at familylife.org slash podcast.